talking, and Jared did a fabulous job last week uh, talking about God speaking through his word. Um, and uh, I, I'm going to be talking today about how God speaks through prophecy, through the prophetic. All right, now, um, just so you know, um, well, let's read. Let's read a, a scripture to get things launched. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, all right, so let's do this. Follow the way of? Love. Oh, follow the way of? Love. And? Everybody say eagerly, eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially, ah, oh, very interesting, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to, indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who, oh, come on. Some of you are even scared to say it. Go ahead. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the the church, 20 years ago, I was youth pastor, uh, and some friends invited us to dinner. At the time, these friends, many of you would have known them, but these friends lived on the Akron campus out at Akron School. He was the superintendent of schools for Akron. We went to their house for dinner. After dinner, we're walking around the campus there and we're just talking and he stops and he squares up with me and he says you know God has called you to pastor and I see a church that will grow into a large church and then he turned around and changed the subject and kept walking. <laughs> and the whole time, I couldn't tell you what we talked about after that. <laughs> because all I'm thinking is, you're crazy. You have lost your mind. I don't know if you thought that was God, but that was not God. Ain't no way. All right. So a year and a half later, um, I am sensing God's call in that direction. And Don Kelly and I, I know it will surprise you, but we worked out together every morning. And it worked. Um, and, uh, I, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and we were talking and through that conversation. And then after that, I mean, while I was talking with Don, when, when they, it, it reminded me of what, Jimmy had said, and, and then others started coming, you, you know, uh, 
Jeannie Jordan was one of those that would come and say, I, I, I feel like God is saying. And, and, and I was like, I, at a point at that to go, okay. And the crossing began. We cannot tell the story of the crossing apart from God speaking through his people to someone else. It would not exist if it had not been for this definition of prophecy. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't. And it's interesting to me um, that, well, let me just give you this definition so you can write it down. When I talk about the prophetic or prophecy, there's a lot of different, different definitions running around out there. Uh, and, and I'm just going to tell you, according to this scripture, uh, all right, and many others, here's the working definition for the day of prophecy. Here it is. To hear and speak God's voice on behalf of an individual or a group. Uh, all right? To speak or to hear and speak God's voice on behalf of an individual or a group. We're talking about hearing God's voice. This is one way of hearing God's voice. When God speaks to someone and they speak what God says to somebody else. Does that make sense? All right. That is prophecy. That's what that scripture we just read actually said very, very clearly. Um, now, I understand when I say the word prophecy... The room gets scattered and split into a lot of different groups. Uh, all right? There are, there are some in the room that when I say the word, we're going to talk about prophecy. <laughs> there are some in the room that go, whoa, yeah, it's about time. Let's get freaky. Let's go for it, right? Let's get really spiritual, you know? And I, I'm like, if that's you, that's awesome. Just hang on a minute, all right? Just hang on. But then there are those that when I say the word prophecy, it brings up more concern than excitement. Like, where's he going? What's he talking about? And that could be for several reasons. One reason is you just don't understand it, you know, or you have a twisted view of what prophecy really is, um, or maybe, let's be honest, you've seen the abuse or the misuse of that word, you know? Maybe you've been hurt by what someone said was, thus saith the Lord, <laughs> you know? And, and it caused confusion, and, 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 and you know, there, there's so many reasons that maybe you're like, ah, or maybe, maybe you're like me that, that grew up in a church culture, churches culture, that just kind of skimmed over it. 
like didn't ignore it, but just kind of skimmed over it. And like, well, that was good for back then, but probably not for now. Uh, all right. So we just kind of dismissed that, that part of the scripture. Um, my prayer, if that is you, if you are from where I have come from, my prayer is that today all that happens is you get a desire to just open yourself up to maybe God wants to speak to you to speak to somebody else. All right? It really is that simple. It's God speaking to you on behalf of others. Um, and, and so that, that is my prayer. But then there's a, group, there's a group that is in the room this morning that goes, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Sounds like you're afraid you're going to step on some toes and get in the weeds. And I don't understand. All I'm thinking is this is like a long intro. So just get on with it. And if that is you, that is the perfect place to start. You know? Um, because today we're going to look at the, what, what the scripture says. Um, biblically, what the biblical history of prophecy is, speaking to someone on God's behalf. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about what that looks like in the community as a church and what it looks like personally. And I'm just going to tell you, you're going to have to put your fast ears on and pray that I talk really fast or we're going to be late. All right, I'm getting a little later start, so let's go. Are you ready? Here's the truth. There is no time in all of the biblical writings without prophecy. There was a time there was no writings, but all of, well, let me just say it like this. You can write this down. It's on your notes. The Bible stripped of prophecy is a story that cannot be told. All right, it's just the truth. You, you cannot have the canon of the scripture without it. I mean, so much of it is God speaking to somebody, and they speak it to an individual or a group. Are y'all with me? All right. It, it, the, the Bible is not what we know without prophecy. Um, and, and even literally from the beginning, I wish I had time to jump into it, but from the beginning in creation, it was God's voice, his breath, his ruach, spirit, that, that literally created, right? It, he took dirt and breathed, and we became living beings. Are y'all with me? All right, so all through from that, his breath, it spoke to individuals, and it's interesting, all through the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, some people are like, well, the Holy Spirit didn't work until the book of Acts. No, you, you need to go back, because the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit was at work all through the Old Testament. Read it. He would come on to somebody for a specific word. 
All right? You're like, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, let's read some scripture. I love, there's so much we could share, but I'm going to have to skip through some of it. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had. That's prophecy. Went out, told the people what Lord, the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of the elders and had them stand around the tent. And then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke with him. And, and he took some of the power of the Spirit that was on Moses and put it on the 70 elders. And when the Spirit rested on them, they what? When the Spirit rested on them, they what? Prophesied. But then they did not do so again. The Spirit came on them. They gave the word, those 70 gave the word of God, and then it was lifted. All right? And they didn't do that again. That you see over and over and over and over. But Moses, who had talked with God like a friend, that's what it says, right? They talked together like friends, that Moses saw really God's heart for what could happen. And just a few verses later, he says this, but Moses replied, are you jealous for my sake? I wish, what? Oh, come on. I wish all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on all of them. I, and, and, and in essence, what Moses was saying is, I wish everybody could have what I have had with God. I've been in his presence. I've heard his voice. I speak his voice. I wish everybody could have that. He was looking at really what would happen. So that pattern continued. The Holy Spirit would come on somebody. They would give a word. That, thus, we call them the books of the prophets, and all of those things happen. Then the word in the flesh shows up. Jesus, right? Right? Jesus shows up, and he is the walking, talking word of God, prophecy in the flesh. Are y'all hearing me? Right? He is that. And then when he gets ready to leave, when he knows his time is short, um, Jesus says this statement. He said, it will be better for you that I go away. It's better. You got me, and I know that's good, but no. It's going to be better for you. See, some of us are like, man, if I could only have been there with Jesus. And Jesus would say, what you have now is better. Come on. He said, it would be, it's better if I go away because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And, and he's not, he's been on people. Now he's going to be in people. Uh, all right. He was on people for these moments of time throughout history. Now. He's going to come, and he's going to fill you up. Amen? Right? That's, that's what he was 
he was like, there, there it is. All right, then Jesus said that was going to happen. Then the book of Acts, right? And, and in the book of Acts, they're in the upper room. The Holy Spirit comes and tongues and prophecy happen. And in that instant, tongues and prophecy join hands and they speak the word of God to all of the city of Jerusalem. Read it. Are y'all? Come on. Can't argue with the book. That's what it says. Right? Right? So, so that's, that's what happened. Prophecy. The Holy Spirit filled them and they couldn't help but go prophesy. Go give the word of God. And now what looks different, see, all the Old Testament, they prophesied about Messiah coming. Now that the Holy Spirit is in us, the point was, now I'm going to point to the Jesus that came. That already did the work. Are y'all, are y'all hearing me? All right. So, so that's literally what what happens all right so they begin to speak um and and it's interesting from that point on in biblical church history all of god's people start acting like prophets all of god's people start speaking god's word to others <laughs> You see it. It, it happens. Uh, all right? I, I mean, think about it like this. Jesus even called John the greatest prophet because John pointed to Jesus. That's the greatest of all prophets. Bigger than Elijah and all those other guys, John points to the real thing, not a shadow of the real thing. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, all right? So, so... That's, that's what happened. Then, in the book of Acts, everybody at the day of Pentecost, everybody thinks, you've, you've read it before, but everybody thinks these guys are drunk and it's the morning. It's too early for them to be this drunk, right? Because they are prophesying, they are speaking in tongues, which they, people are understanding in their own language, and this whole translation thing is pretty amazing. It, it really is. All right? So that has happened, and look at what, what he says. He says this. No, they're not drunk. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will what? Prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Right? Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Uh, let's go on. I'm going to read a couple more. Um, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will what? The spirit comes on them. The first thing that happens is they prophesy. All right? Follow. Oh, wait. Back up. That was it. All right. I'm going to get there. Back me up. There, Jared. Thank you. Um, all right. So 
all through, and he's literally saying on the day of Pentecost, um, he is saying, listen, what Peter is saying, what Joel prophesied about is now. Joel prophesied this was going to happen, and guess what? Here it is. This is the fulfillment of that prophecy, uh, all right? That, that now the Holy Spirit is on all of God's people to speak God's word, not just the few elect, super spiritual, the ones you call preacher. Are y'all with me? Okay. Uh, it's not just for the elect that the Spirit picks to speak through. This is for all God's people. All right? Um, after Pentecost, you see that prophecy or speaking God's word to others, to a group, um, becomes a normal part of Christian life. That's actually why Paul spends the entire chapter of 1 Corinthians 14 instructing about the gift of prophecy and how it's to be used. Um, and, and it's interesting to me that we just read it. He said, follow the way of love. And he goes on just a little bit later and says, man, I wish all of you, all of you would prophesy. All of you. All of you. You look at the scripture, John, Peter, Paul, Mary, Timothy, Priscilla, Apollos, and the list goes on and on. All of them have a foundation of the word of God, but none of them can tell their personal stories without prophecy. None of them. Let me say it like this, because y'all are way too quiet. All right? Don't be throwing rocks yet. All right? The foundation of their lives is the written word, but the shape of their lives is God's spoken word. And I'm just going to tell you, that is my story. That is my story. The foundation of my life is the written word of God. But what has shaped me in so many ways is God speaking through others into my life. It's, it's pretty powerful. It really, really is. How many of you agree after Jared speaking last week, the Bible is your authority? Right? It is your authority. Um, so then, the scripture is really, really, really clear that God speaks to his people. Come on, right? God is speaking to his people. <laughs> but do we slow down long enough to hear him? Come on. 
Do we slow down long enough to hear him? That's the real question. Here's, I, I don't want to skip over the elephant in the room, okay? Because I know it, it, that, that you might be struggling, especially like I did um, until I really just started digging in. Um, you might be struggling because maybe you're one that, that have been taught or believed that all of the spiritual gift stuff was given to the apostles to kickstart the church and that none of, none of that still functions today. That that was for a specific time and that time has passed. And, and, and I want to say I, I honor that tradition that I came from. But if you really, I, I don't have time to argue that. And I'm not going to argue that because it's not, I'm just going to say let the Holy Spirit sort that out for you. Um, because that's what he did for me in so many ways. I, but I, I want to say that if that is true, that that stuff is all over with, that spiritual gifts, prophecy, all of those things were for then and not for now, I want to challenge you to go back and read the book of Acts and, and ask the Holy Spirit to show you, because here's the thing, do you realize just in the book of Acts, there are not just the apostles, there are three generations of people operating in those gifts that are part of the scripture, Okay? And then you just take Paul's writings alone. If all of that had been done away with, why would he have spent so much time instructing the church about the gifts and what to do with them? Come on. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would he, why would he give such specific instructions if it was no more? If it wasn't supposed to be for then or or now, um, and and again, I, I I don't yeah. Just let the Lord sort that out um, with Him. I think we could all agree, though, without a doubt, that God's plan for salvation was so He could have a relationship with us. Can we all agree on that? Come on, say Amen. That's right, that's right, that God's plan for salvation was so that we would have a relationship with him. Then I would say there is no healthy relationship without conversation. It cannot happen. So then why would he give us his spirit, put the spirit in us and go, eh, we're not going to talk. You know, it's kind of like, Susan, I love you so much. And if you want to know how much I love you, I wrote this big book to tell you how much I love you, but I'm never going to speak to you again. If you want to know, just read the book. (laughs) 
Now, I will admit readily that the book I would write is nothing like the book he wrote. I'm not comparing that. But why would he do all that he has done to have relationship and then not want to talk to us? Just doesn't make a lot of sense. All right. So um, let's read uh, 1 Corinthians 14. I think we, we I just want to reread it. Um, but the one who what? Speaks to what? People for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. That's the definition of some would say New Testament prophecy. I, I'm not going to argue that. I, I, I say that's what it says. So that's what we're going to go. That's what we're going to go with. All right. And, and here's what happened. I've already said this, but you want to write it down. Prophecy is the ordinary experience of church life. It's the ordinary not the weird, freaky, spiritual, only elect stuff. Are y'all hearing me? All right? It's not that. It is supposed to be the ordinary experience of church life. I, I, I mean, it's like this. God expected, when it comes to the community, the body of Christ inside this community, that when, I mean, we sang about it just a little bit ago, when we gather, God is going to speak through some to others, and it's not just the preacher talking. Come on. Right? It's not. I, I, I just want to say it like this. That, that what God wants to say in this room today is a lot bigger than what I'm saying. I believe God wants to use you sitting by something, somebody next to you to speak something to them that will encourage, strengthen, and comfort. Are y'all hearing me? That you hear God's voice and say, you see that person's face? They need a hug from me. And you just walk over and say, God said, um, here's your hug. That's not weird freaky. It's not. It's prophecy though. It's God's word speaking to me for somebody. For somebody. And it is beautiful. And it's supposed to be normal, everyday life. Come on. That's what it's supposed to be. It's just God's spirit in us talking to other people. All right. I want you to write this down. Uh, prophecy invites intimacy. Prophecy invites intimacy. Um, <laughs> I love this point 
Um, and I think it's a very powerful, powerful point. I want to read, uh, it simply says in John 10, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Why do they follow him? Because they recognize the voice of the good shepherd. They recognize his voice. So they follow. They, they follow. My, my sheep, they, they hear and they follow. They follow me because the voice they hear, listen to me, is familiar. It's familiar. It's comforting. It's, I know that voice is not going to steer me wrong. He's always looked out for me. It's familiar. It is intimate. And, and here's the thing. Sometimes when, when we speak on behalf of God to someone else, can I just say this? We, we're going to get it wrong. Sometimes we're going to get it wrong. We are. We are. Um, but that's no reason to not. We're going to get it wrong. But here's what I know. The more I listen to his voice, the more I become familiar with his voice, the more clearly I can speak his voice. And sometimes... I, there, there's been multiple times that that I um, <laughs> that that I walk up to somebody because this is an area that you guys you guys may think okay that's just freaky it's weird do you know that very rarely a week goes by that God doesn't use me in this way I I, I mean it's really rare for it not to happen at least once a week but. But early on, when I was stepping out in faith, going, yeah, I don't know. I think it's the Lord. I think it's God telling me. And, and, and there's been so many times that I would walk up and go, you know what? I feel like the Lord is saying to you, and I'd lay it out. And then I would say, does that make any sense? And they would look at me and go, no. <laughs> no. I don't have a clue what you're talking about. That, that must not be for me. And, and here's what I learned to do. I, I, I'm like, okay, you know what? That may have been me. It may have been the pizza I ate last night. I don't know. All, all right. But, but here's the thing. I want to encourage you to just take what I just said and put it on a shelf. Just put it on a shelf. And if it's the Lord, according to the scripture, somebody else is going to come along and confirm that that was the Lord. And if it never gets confirmed in all of your life, you'll know it was the pizza. Okay? But, but here's what I, wanted, I want you to say. If it's biblical New Testament prophecy, it's still good even if I get it wrong. And here's why. Because it was a word of encouragement, comfort, and to strengthen. Come on. Now, if it was just Victor, it will not produce the fruit. <laughs> but it still wasn't bad. 
Are y'all hearing me? Uh, all right. So I want to say it like this. You got to be a you got to be willing to get it wrong to learn how to get it right. And so many times we're scared to death. And and, and one reason it, and and for me so often, I'll just say this is me personally. There's arguments against what I'm getting ready to tell you. I don't find this in the Bible. I'm just saying but, but because I'm, I am like you, constantly trying to hear God's voice, trying to sort out all the other noises, come on, and, and, and hear his voice. So, so for me, I don't often say, thus saith the Lord. I don't often say, God emphatically says to you, blah, no. For me, it's like, you know what, I, I, I sense the Lord is saying, I think God is wanting to tell you. Um, and, and, and I'm going to say, I, I know what it feels like to walk away and go, wow, I kind of miss that, Lord. But I also know, and one just jumps out at me, like, like two weeks ago, I walked up to a person, in, in, and it was, it was in church, but I walked up to a person and, and all, all I did was say, I think God is saying, he sees you, so ask. And I turned around and walked away. I came back over here. I looked across the room, and this person is broken, weeping. And I find out later that they were in a place where they felt like God was so far away, they didn't have the right to ask him about what was going on in their life. And by me just saying, he sees you, so ask, I had no idea. I had no idea, but it shaped the trajectory of their life. Are y'all hearing me? It's so powerful, and it's so good, and it's not weird. It's not freaky, and, and here's the thing. I really believe, um, well, write this down. Prophecy is an invitation to lean into intimacy with God. In other words, um, <laughs> have you ever wondered, you know, there's only a few times in the Bible that God spoke like big booming voices. Y'all know that, right? Like, like there's only a few times that it was like, okay, you can't miss that. That was God, right? I mean, that was like everybody heard it and there it was. Um, and and. And we often wonder, the scripture over and over and over talks about that God speaks in the still, small whispers. And how many of you would agree, I wish he'd yell sometimes. Just yell, make it loud, make it where I can't miss it. And I heard a guy say this, and, it, and it's so just the light bulb lit up in me. And, and he said it like this, that, that the reason God whispers 
is to force us to get close to him. <laughs> it forces us to lean into intimacy with him to hear what he's saying. He doesn't want to yell like a parent at a kid running away. Come on. He wants us to get so close to lean in and go, ah, I hear you now. I hear what you're saying. Some of that for me, but some of it could be for somebody else. Amen? All right, I got to run through this last part very, very quickly. Um, <laughs> when you receive what you think could be a prophetic or a word from God through somebody else, I want to give you a couple of things to think about, uh, all right? One is in, there in 1 Corinthians where Paul talks about it, like around verse 29, and then in 1 Thessalonians, he speaks several times about when someone prophesies or when someone gives a word of God to you, he, he uses the one place, he uses the word test the spirits. Test it. Test it. Well, I, I want to give you just a little litmus test, all right, to kind of keep in your back pocket. If somebody comes up and says, because my prayer is that we'll start really operating in circles and with each other, you know, in normal everyday life, literally trying to hear God's voice for people around us. Because it's a powerful thing. It's a gift, right, that he wants us to operate in. And, and so when someone says, I think the Lord is saying, how do you receive it? What do you do with it? Because that can be weird or awkward sometimes. So what do you do with it? I want to give you just a, a little, you can write this down. Uh, weigh the words you receive. Weigh those words against scripture, against the character of Jesus, uh, and, and trust. And let me explain it like this. If somebody says, thus saith the Lord, and it doesn't line up with scripture, just say thank you and keep walking. Come on, don't let it beat you up, don't let it discourage you, just keep walking. Are y'all hearing me? It must line up with scripture, but it also should line up with the nature and character of who Jesus is. Did that sound like something Jesus would say? Are y'all hearing me, right? Does that sound like something Jesus would say? Just kind of weigh it in that. What they just said, does that sound like the voice of Jesus talking? You know, does it fit what Jesus would say? And, and then trust. Um, I would say this is the kind of the, the least. These two are really big, right? These are must. This one is you can take it or leave it. But for me personally, um, do I trust the character of the one speaking to me? Does that make sense? Do I trust the character of the person speaking to me? In other words, is the one giving me this word from God, does their life 
produce fruit. Come on. Does what I see in them line up with the nature and character of Jesus and the scripture? Not that they're perfect. No, none of us are. But is their character intact? All right? All right? Y'all good so far? We're making it, right? Right. All right. So, um, if you want to grow, maybe maybe you have sensed in the past that that is a gift that he has given you or that you would like to have, um, that you would love God to use you to encourage others, to point people to Jesus. Um, here's a few Steps um, that I want to encourage you this week, uh, all right, um, to, to just begin. Um, and, and they're more postures. They're more postures. So, so the first one is this, right, write this down. Oh, wait, wait, write that down because that's big, all right? I said it, but I didn't have you write it down that prophecy is about who? That's right. It points to Jesus, right, in every way. Um, okay. So here's our posture. We, we should desire it. Isn't that what we read, that first scripture? It, it actually says, eagerly desire. Eagerly desire. And the word eagerly there in the Greek literally means to set your heart on. Think about often. Look for the signs. It kind of paints this picture of like where we are right now. <laughs> Coming out of winter, we are eagerly desiring this to really be spring. Right? We look for the signs. We look for the buds on the trees. We're like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's here. Well, that is the word eagerly desire. Eagerly desire the gifts, especially prophecy. That's the scripture. That's not my opinion. All right? So desire it. Desire it. Desire it. Say, God, I desire for you to use me to speak your word to those around me. How many of you know that's always a good prayer? It's always a good prayer. It is. It is. So then if you desire it, uh, then ask for it. Ask for it. It is a gift to receive. All right? It is not a trophy to manipulate. Come on. It is a gift to receive. It is. So, here's my encouragement. When you ask, when you ask him, when you talk to him about wanting to operate in that gift, I, I would encourage you to also talk to him about why you want to operate in that gift. Because motives matter. Motives matter. Why do you want to operate in that gift, Dean? Why? Why? 
Is it so that you can feel super spiritual? You know? Is it, I, there's so many, because here's, here's the thing. Um, write this down, and I know I'm out of time, but write this down. We're almost there. Uh, prophecy always surrenders to love. Always. That's scripture multiple times over. Prophecy always surrenders to love. Um, because outside of love, this gift is very dangerous. Don't check out yet, all right? I know you got all the fill-ins, but hang on, all right? All right? Outside of love, you guys can come on up, um, worship team. Outside of love, this gift can be dangerous. When I make the gift about me, how spiritual I am, if I want that gift out of pride or out of, listen, out of my need to be right, come on. It will hurt people. I know people in this room that have been hurt by people saying, Thus saith the Lord. All right? And that is not this gift that we're talking about. Ask for it. Let him purify your motives as to why. Because prophecy is to strengthen, encourage, and Comfort. Are y'all hearing me? Right? It, that's what it is for. So become, here's, I want to challenge you. Become, a, if you want to operate in this gifting, become a person of encouragement. Become a person of encouragement. Because here's what I know. The more I look for places to encourage people by what I do see with my eyes, the more apt I am to hear what God wants to say to them that I can't see. Does, does that make any sense? I wish I had time to dig that out. All right? That, that, that when I become, and that's why James, the book of James, talks so much about our mouth about what we do with our mouth, that we are in a posture to encourage, comfort, and strengthen. That what comes out of our mouth on a daily basis lines up with when God speaks through you to somebody else, they go, that makes sense. They can receive it. They hear it. And, and that's why James says that, that you know, Cursing and blessing should never come from the same stream. It should never come from the same mouth. So I just want to challenge you, if you desire God to use you, be careful how you use your mouth on a daily basis. If you desire for Him to strengthen and encourage and comfort others through you, then be careful that on a daily basis you're not chipping away, tearing down, gossiping, and cursing. Guard the stream that it's coming from. Guard the stream that it's coming from. Because here's the thing. Prophecy does not ignore the person's fault. Now listen. It, prophecy, according to this definition, is not to correct anybody. 
Let me say it like this. Prophecy, according to the, the, the New Testament definition, it is to point them to the one that can fix them. Come on. It's to point them to the one that can fix them. It's to draw out of them who God called them to be. Or, or maybe I can say it like this. It's to help draw out of them the redeemed, sanctified them. Are y'all hearing me? Who God sees them to be. That's what it is. So make your mouth a river of pure water. Pure water. So this week, in our circles and in the deep dive this afternoon at 6 o'clock, we're going to dig this out more. And next week, we're going to show you some real life application of this. So let's pray. Lord, I, I lean into you. And I desire and I am asking for you to quiet my soul, open my ears, that I could hear your voice, that I could speak your words in love to encourage, strengthen, and comfort others on your behalf. I, I wonder if you would just repeat that prayer after me. Just say, Lord, come on, just say it out loud. Lord, I lean into you. I desire and I am asking for you to quiet my soul, open my ears, to hear your voice, that I could speak your words in love to encourage, to strengthen, to comfort others on your behalf. Amen? Amen. You ask, he'll do it. Come on, give him praise. Yeah.